Good evening, and welcome to the television graveyard. We are your TV necromancers, Laura Prince and Noel Houlihan. We have come here tonight to examine the spirits of past television shows, to find out which ones could be resurrected, should be resurrected, and which ones should just stay doomed. This will be a podcast in which we analyze the history, the hype, and the aftermath of shows that ran only one season, including some that ran only one episode. But not this month. This month, we will be enjoying those parasites living off surviving television shows, the backdoor pilot. With me, as always, is Noah Houlihan. I carumba! That's, that's what you got for this one? I carumba! Not... I crumba. Steamed hams. Oh, I, I, I want, I, there's a lot to choose from, and I didn't want to spoil anything. Uh, today we're doing 22 short films about Springfield, which is uh, The Simpsons' backdoor pilot for a show called Tales from Springfield that never came to fruition. Yes, if you want to watch this one before uh, you listen, chances are you've seen this one, because it is top-tier episodes of The Simpsons. But if you want to revisit it, I've included a link down below. It's an episode of The Simpsons. It's not going to take you long. And if you're like me, you realize you've seen this one about a quarter of the way through it. You didn't realize you had seen this one already? I've seen so many episodes of The Simpsons, like, by osmosis over the years. Yeah. That, like, I don't necessarily remember that I've seen everyone. Yeah. And this is peak when I was watching it a lot. Yeah, this is peak when it was airing at 630 when you, on were doing, Fox. when you were doing your homework. Right before dinner. Yes. I usually only then, got... To, you know what? I probably only got to watch half of this episode. Because I either dinner. I was either eating and then watched the end, or only saw the beginning and left to go to dinner. Yeah, so I, I love this episode. It is a top five for me. It's up there with uh, baseball and uh, uh, the anything with Sideshow Bob in it, really. Yeah, I like Sideshow Bob. I like the uh, the boy band one. Oh, the boy band, yeah. Um, Join the Navy. So this originally aired on April 14th, 1996, which is season seven of The Simpsons, which means this is prime when we were children watching The Simpsons. Yeah, it, it, it's weird thinking single-digit seasons of The Simpsons, because season 30 just began. Well, this episode was also kind of them trying out, mm-hmm. not focusing on the family anymore. Yeah, it's it's just crazy to think. It's like, hey, this is the first time they're like, you know, all these other characters are pretty interesting. Yeah, they'd experimented earlier in the season with an, a Mo-centric episode. Oh, really? Yeah, and this was the episode that, like, hmm. Who Shot Mr. Burns appeared in. The, oh, okay. All right, that makes sense. Yeah. That's, I watched the whole thing about uh, Who Shot Mr. Burns. Interesting side rant. Yeah? Uh... They worked really hard to create something that you could solve. And I watched this whole thing on how you could solve who it was that uh, killed Mr. Burns, who shot Mr. Burns. And uh, it was an actual real contest. And you know who won? Who? No one. Because nobody got it right. (laughs) I would have thought someone would have gotten it right just by like being like, you know what? I don't care. Whatever. Maggie shot him. It's mind-blowing to me to think... That, like, a TV show 
not even just a TV show, The Simpsons, yeah. which has a giant fan base, did a mystery that nobody got. Like, the idea of a mystery coming out that's not solved is not something that our time isn't like... Yeah, to be fair, this was 1996, and now there was not, like, a subreddit devoted to saving That's true. It. Like, now... It would be like Wonka's golden ticket. Like, it would be yeah, kind of, kind an of. insane frenzy on the internet in a way that it just couldn't have been in uh, summer 95 into fall 96. Yeah. But we're not here to talk about Mr. Birds. Uh, but well, we, we will We will briefly. But we're here to talk about 22 short films about Springfield. Uh, we open on uh, Bart and uh, Milhouse. Uh, Spitting and spitting, uh, shooting ketchup off a bridge. Yeah, they're spitting condiments off an overpass. Which is super crazy dangerous. And the first thing I thought about was all the car accidents that happened near me by the overpass from people doing that. Yeah? (laughs) Like, I lived near, like, a highway exit. And, uh, when I was very young, they put up these giant gates. Because... I'm not saying because of this episode, but people used to, like, spit over the side and throw things and stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, people die. (laughs) So, that was my first thought. But that's not what I'm supposed to be feeling in that moment. There's, like, a land bridge by one of the malls near us. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's all caged in. Yeah, it's fully enclosed. (laughs) So, and then we have the excuse plot. Where Bart muses out loud, like, all those people. I wonder if anything interesting ever happens to them. And it's so ham-handed, it must be intentional. Yes. And then the title card comes up of 22 short films about Springfield. Mm-hmm. And we're off to our first one. It's the elephant in the room. It's a poo! It's the Jolly Bengali. Yeah, oh yeah, this one actually has a title card. Yes, a few one... of these do have title cards. There's only, I believe, three with title cards. And, uh... Let's start with uh, the elephant in the room here. Uh, there's a lot of backlash against Apu in the our, our current... And this scene stuff. pretty much sums up why. Because I have to say, like, Apu is one of my favorite characters. I love Apu. Apu is one of the few characters you see growth throughout the series. Like, we see Apu get married. We see Apu uh, struggle We see a, in his marriage. We see Apu have kids. Like, he's one of the few characters where... Like, there's carryover change. So to call a poo a one-note Indian joke, I found offensive. And then I watched this and said, Oh! My bad! Yeah, I was I was gonna, like... You can't see this, but when he said, I find that offensive, I looked over with such a face of alarm. <laughs> Noah, oh, no, he's gonna go full racist. Yeah, the, the words edit this out were coming out very soon from your mouth. But yeah, this is bad. Yeah. This is a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, his friend or relative. They don't. I don't know who Sanjay is in relation to Apu. I'm assuming yes. it's his friend because otherwise they would... Yeah, I don't think we see much of Sanjay outside of this episode. No. Um, bullies him into going to a party. Apu says he will take exactly five minutes. Take a five minute break. He closes the quickie mark. And uh, he tries to party like it's 1999. And 1999, 11.55. Yes. And in five minutes, he eats a tofu dog, drinks a beer, dances with a girl, has sex with her in a shed, 
starts a conga line, and they all fall into the pool. Yes. And he makes it back with a minute to spare. You skipped over all the racism, though. It did. Because he says something along the lines of... Hello, beautiful. No ring, I see. So you are only arranged to be married. And then he has sex with a girl, and he says something horrible coming out. Don't worry. I'll tell everybody you are untouchable. Yeah, it's it's a bit gross in retrospect. It's and it's also like clearly, this is what the white writers knew about Indian people, mm-hmm. and it wasn't much. And like, I hate saying things like, "It was the '90s," but the truth of the matter is, it was the '90s. People weren't yelling at them. No, stop this. Yeah, it doesn't make it right or good. <laughs> no. It makes them the definition of the word ignorant. Yeah. So that's bad. Yeah. And then uh, Hans Molleman has been locked inside the store the entire time, yells at Apu for his four minutes back, and then says the iconic, I would have just wasted them anyway. (laughs) Fun Simpsons trivia. How old is Hans Molleman? Oh, I know this. He's like 36. He's 30 years old. Um, oh, I love it so much. Yeah, he's get like, ready for lots of fun Disney trivia to come, or Disney trivia, Simpsons trivia. You're looking around uh, our home. Yes, <laughs> it's just. I guess we can confirm to the podcast that we are married. Yeah, we got married. Yeah, so we got married. Hooray! Uh, and there's just Disney stuff all over our house. So I'm gonna give up the kayfabe <laughs> that we're in a graveyard and. No, we. I dug up this show. I dug up the dead body of the Simpsons, which you know is dead. I think it's like the living definition of undead at this point. Um, so then... <laughs> Story two. Lisa is outside of the house recycling a beer can, mm-hmm. and Bart skateboards by and spits gum in her hair. It's an accident. And then Marge tries to get rid of it. Yes, and what gets rid of uh, gum in your hair is peanut butter and they're like nah maybe it's mayonnaise uh research department i ask you what gets gum out of hair it's peanut butter is it peanut butter yes um you're supposed to just like actually work it through the gum though you're not just supposed to slap it on and stare at your kid the way marge does okay um and it's still not like easy or fun okay you don't let it sit in the sun (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Why don't you sit in the sun and let it soak in for a bit? Yeah, no, you have to actually, like, work it out. It's really gross. Um, fun story. Yes? I had a girl I knew in uh, high school. She had very, very long hair, and she hated it. But her mom wouldn't let her cut it. So she got gum in it. In the idea that she would then have to get it cut because of the gum. Uh, and the next day, she came in, her hair was not cut, and she smelled like WB-40. WD-40. Oh. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she was playing chess there. <laughs> yeah, she, she was, was playing trying. chess in a checkers she world. Good for there her. might be 22 short stories in this podcast. Yes. <laughs> of things we think of. Um, so the swarm of bugs attacks her. It's a swarm of, like, horse flies and bees. And then a bee, uh, we... Follow, like, a POV shot of the bee? Yes. And he lands on Smithers. Well, we do see uh, Bumblebee Man for a moment. We're not there yet. Yeah, but they show, he shows oh, up yeah. there. Oh, yeah, yes, we do and see th- him. And there's a moment of, like, bee to bee sup. 
Like like when you drive by the same car as you, that you wave. Yeah. It was just kind of a, hey, I'm a B, you're a B. Whenever I see someone with like a different Star Wars thing on their car, yeah. we usually are like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah same club. Leaves, uh, what's up? <laughs> and then he lands on uh, uh, Smithers' glasses and he utters one of my favorite lines. <laughs> I'm allergic to bee stings. They cause me to uh, die. And uh, he ends up getting stung. And Goes the, into anaphylaxis. And they're wearing... <laughs> him and Mr. Burns are riding a, a bicycle. A tandem bicycle. A tandem bicycle. But Mr. Burns will not pedal. No. Uh, and they're losing steam. And it's up to Mr. Burns to save Smithers. And the only way he knows how to save Smithers is to, to make Smithers. Smithers do it. It's a kind of a good... Oh, it's scene. a great bit. It really is. And uh, and then they get to the ER. And they get to the ER and they fall over and they save Mr. Burns. Yes. Uh, there was a great video game yeah. uh, called Tales from Springfield, I believe. Mm-hmm. Or Virtual Springfield. Where you run around and explore Springfield. It was a computer game like years ago. I was playing it in grade school. Probably and, around when this came out. And, well, one of, like, the bits is Mr. Burns and Smithers go by on the tandem bicycle. So this is, like, one of the iconic jokes. A lot of iconic jokes from The Simpsons are born in this episode. Yeah. And then uh, we go into the hospital and Dr. Nick is front in front of the malpractice committee. And they're going over the 160 worst charges. Hi, everybody. Hi, Hi Dr. Dr. Nick. Nick. I used to say hello that way because I love Dr. Nick. Hi, everybody. Why? I'm going to go back and count the short stories I tell in this podcast. There'll probably be more short stories about Noah Houlihan than there are about Springfield. <laughs> um, and then, so they're like about to dismiss Dr. Nick as a fraud and get rid of him and the medical equivalent of disbar him. Mm-hmm. And then Abe Simpson is screaming that he needs to see a quack while he brandishes a scalpel. Yes. And I forget the exact wording of the disease. Now, the symptoms you describe point to bonus eruptus. It's a terrible disorder where the skeleton tries to leap out the mouth and escape the body. No, you're talking. (laughs) And it can only be stopped with electricity. This is all just great Simpson silliness. Yeah, it's I very it. dumb. It's very silly. <laughs> Makes me oh so happy. Um, uh, and then we're off to Moe's. Yep. Oh, and the way they connect it is the short-circuiting from electrocuting Abe mm-hmm. causes the lights to dim in Moe's. Right. And uh, Moe had to send away to NASA to get Barney's tab. bar tab. Which is interesting, because there will be another episode where Barney trains to be an astronaut. Maybe, like, it's supposed to be on NASA's tab the whole time? Yeah, he shows up and he's like, oh, I know this guy, we had to calculate his bar tab. So, Barney's tab was uh, $14 billion. Yes. Which is impossible. You want to work out the math of how much a beer is? I mean, he's not drinking fancy drinks, Maybe. He's drinking Duff. Yeah, so, like, Duff is the equivalent of, like, a Bud. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, $3 at most bars. It's usually your yeah. cheapest. So even if he's drinking 20 of them a day, that's $60 a day. Okay. 
So he's not drinking 60. <laughs> he's drinking more than that. If he's drinking 60 of them a day, it's still only shy of $200 a day. All right. Barney, quite the drinker. And... I mean, Barney does win a film festival where he wins a tanker truck full of beer and yells, connect it to my veins, and he lives. So he he's quite the drunk, that, that Barney. Rubble? No. <laughs> That's the Flintstones. I mean, I'm doing math right now. All right, well, yeah, we are currently figuring out how much beer he has drank. 14, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6... That's billion. All right. Nine zeros. That's billion. Okay. Divided by, say it's $5 a beer. Let's round up. Okay. Even though this is the 1990s and it's cheap beer. Uh, there's tap. There's tap. That's still many beers. Um, That number seems that, so... That's 2 billion, 800, 800 million, million beers. beers. 2.8 billion beers. Divided by, let's say this is over a year. That's 7,000 beers a day. Well, he also might have broken some stuff in a drunken rage. Yeah, I mean, it's... <laughs> I, I can't believe we're doing the math on this. Um, so Barney just pulls $2,000 out of his wallet and hands it to Mo as a yeah, payment. Yeah, that's what he has. It's a start. Uh, and then Snake comes in. Yes, yeah, Snake comes in and uh, Mo immediately goes behind a, a secret compartment. In his, like, panic room. Yeah. Between three inches of bulletproof glass. Mm-hmm. And uh, Snake doesn't care. He just goes into the register. <laughs> Takes all the money. And says the iconic line. Ho! Oh, goodbye, student loan payments. <laughs> and Mo faints. Yeah, Mo. He decides he's out of air. <laughs> he's out of air in his panic room. And then... Steam Tams. Yes, well, we go to commercials so that we can have a title card. Yes. For Skinner and the superintendent. Skinner and the superintendent, Yes. Uh, and, uh, it's him trying to, uh, <laughs> he's trying desperately to, uh, impress the superintendent with a home-cooked meal, but he burns it. He burns his roast. Uh, so he's going to go to Krusty Burger and pass off meals at his own. Uh, but of course the oven is smoking, so he says it's steam from the steamed clams. And when he comes back with burgers, he says... Superintendent, I hope you're ready for mouth-watering hamburgers. I thought we were having steamed clams. No, no, I said steamed hams. That's what I call hamburgers. You call hamburgers steamed hams? Yes, it's a regional dialect. And obviously, if you're listening to this, you probably saw that this was like an iconic meme for a little while this spring. Yeah. It was just a thing that was everywhere for some reason. Oh, I can tell you why. Why? Because we live in the world of fake news and spin. And that's exactly what that is. It's a spin. No, these are just Steve Hams. Ugh. Um... And I actually write, Oh, that's what the Steamed Hams episode is. Mm-hmm. Um... So then... The next thing we see is uh, someone's calling for a donut tax and Homer needs to buy a newspaper. Oh, wait a minute. Huh. Because <laughs> my favorite line in oh, this whole thing is... the Northern the line. No- yes, I should be... Good Lord, what is happening in there? Aurora Borealis? Uh, Aurora Borealis. At this time of year, at this time of day, in this part of the country, localized entirely within your kitchen. Yes. May I see it? No. 
And then, like, they leave the house and it's on fire and we hear Skinner's mother. No, mother, that's just the Northern Lights. <laughs> ah, Simpsons trivia. Apparently that's not really uh, his mother. Uh, in the episode The Principal and the Pauper, uh, it turns out that Skinner is not Skinner. He is a, uh, uh army man who has stolen his identity. It is considered the worst episode of The Simpsons. I thought they retconned that back out. I wouldn't be surprised, because um, it's garbage. Yeah, so, uh, there's gonna be a donut tax, so Homer wants to buy a paper and accidentally locks Maggie in the newspaper vending machine. Mm-hmm. Which, can I just say, Simpsons, timeless. We've been dealing with this whole soda tax in Philadelphia for a while. I was going to say, I don't think I've ever seen a newspaper vending machine in the last several years. No, that's not the part I was talking about. But yes, he locks Maggie in. uh, He doesn't have a quarter to reopen the... Because he went to the railroad tracks (laughs) and all of them are flattened. This is great, just Simpsons in its prime. And, and he tries to send Santa's little helper for help, but he writes the note in Cheese Whiz. And uh, Santa's little helper eats it like a dog. Yeah. What a great dog. So Homer's uh, solution is he takes the whole... Machine. Machine home. Where I would assume there would be quarters. When Marge gets home, she'll fix it. <laughs> Uh, and then we go to the Krusty Burger, where yes. they're also discussing the donut tax. Yes, and... Uh, and it's when this becomes really obvious that it's Pulp Fiction pastiche. Yes, which I think this is true for a lot of people. I saw this well before I saw Pulp Fiction. I'm going to say it's probably true of a lot of people our age. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone under maybe like... 35 probably saw this episode before they saw Pulp Fiction. Mm -hmm. Because they would have seen... I mean, I was not allowed to see Pulp Fiction as a kid. Yeah. I knew the $5 milkshake line, and I think I was, like, allowed to watch the dance scene once. I The only... I don't think I knew anything about Pulp Fiction until the anniversary. Like, they had the 25-year anniversary, and there was, like, a big DVD release. And I was like, what's Pulp Fiction? The 25-year anniversary is next year. All right, I guess it was... So maybe the 15th anniversary? 15th, yeah. Um, you should try having parents who let you do whatever you want. I mean, honestly, I did. Uh, I, like, there was never a movie I wasn't allowed to watch other than South Park. Because, uh, like, I remember watching Gladiator when it first came out and things like that. But, uh... I don't know, Pulp Fiction was not on my radar as a child. <laughs> there were two films I was not allowed to watch in my father's collection. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Serpent in the Rainbow and Angel Heart. I don't even know what those are. Based on what little I have found out about them over the years, uh, my father did not want to pay for therapy. Because mm. apparently they were like, not only, they weren't just scary movies, they were like, real messed up. Gotcha. And this has been a short story about Laura. Yeah, see, I got one. Uh, Me! <laughs> So, uh, they're talking about, uh, how <laughs> they've discovered a McDonald's, McDonald's yeah. which is great. Uh, like, yeah, they got these things. Uh, they, they don't call them Krusty Burgers, though. They call them Quarter Pounders with cheese. I can't picture that. <laughs> I can't, I can picture Please the cheese. Play the, uh, play the shake clip right here. Okay. Done. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that because it's shake. 
Um, and then we go back to the Bee Man. Yes, and then we, we move on to uh, the Bumblebee Man, which somehow... I don't speak Spanish. I'm not a native Spanish speaker. No, nor, far nor, from it. Nor did I do well in school when I studied it. Uh, this section is entirely in Spanish, and somehow, even though I don't speak the language manages to be more racist than the Apu episode. Well, it's also... The Spanish in it is incredibly basic high school Spanish. (laughs) Yeah. Like, it's not elaborate. It's not advanced in any way. But, like, there's a moment where uh, his home collapses on him and his wife leaves him and he just screams, ¿Dónde está mi tequila? Where's my tequila? Yeah. It's like, it's, it's not good. No. <laughs> not a good time. Nope. Um, the Simpsons kind of racist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he goes to an, like, it's just this elaborate slapstick sketch. Mm-hmm. Um. Which is what Bumblebee Man's job is. I think the, ooh, excuse me, the joke that we're supposed to be getting out of this is... Bumblebee Man portrays this character on TV who's like, I don't know, Mexican Mr. Bean? Yeah. And then when he goes home, he is still that. Like, that is still just his life. It would be like if Rowan Atkinson's real life was like that. Yeah. <laughs> um. So then we go to Snake and Chef hits Chief Wiggum with his car. Yeah, and like, it is shot for shot, Pulp Fiction, where uh, Marcellus Wallace is walking with the cake. Yeah. And gets run over by Bruce Willis. Because Wiggum has uh, donuts. Mm-hmm. And then they just f- brawl until they're in uh, a pawn shop. Military antique shop. A military antique shop uh, where the one-armed man, whose name I can never remember, uh, ties them to a chair and puts ball gags in their mouth. Yeah, like the gimp in Pulp Fiction. Like, but like, ball gags at... 6.30 in the afternoon on network television. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like they called someone Zed. Yeah, I think they said Zeb, just to change it a little bit. Yeah. Oh, they're waiting for Zeb. Yeah, Zeb's gonna get here. And then the party will start. Okay. And uh, in comes Milhouse. Did we miss... Uh... Oh, no, no, this is later. That's later. Excuse yeah. me. Yeah, I got this. Yeah, so he points the gun at them and ties them up, and then we go elsewhere. The next thing we see is Reverend Lovejoy uh, walking his dog and encouraging his dog to, quote, That's a good boy. Good boy. Do your dirty sinful business. Yes. This is one of the few characters who I feel like we never see again. Yeah, I feel like we don't see a lot of Reverend Lovejoy. No, no, no. I'm talking about his dog. Well, puppy... Like, like that sheepdog, I don't think I've ever seen in another episode of The Simpsons. Popper. Reverend Lovejoy is in quite a few episodes. His daughter, I believe, is Drew Barrymore and tries to date Bart. Yeah, and isn't she, like, evil? Yes, questionable uh, Simpsons trivia. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Reverend Lovejoy has a few things, but they do kind of establish that Reverend Lovejoy doesn't like Flanders. Because he's too much into God and uh, makes his life more difficult with all of his godding. Uh, and uh, as he 
convinces his dog to continue his sinful business, Blander sticks his head in, and, uh... Uh, Drew Barrymore voices Krusty the Clown's daughter, Sophie. Oh. I apologize for my incorrect Simpsons trivia. Yep, you were wrong. I'm sure people were screaming it at their computers or their phones, so... I know, but I like to, you know, I like to help. Thank you for helping. Yeah. Uh... So then who played Reverend Lovejoy's daughter? Uh, that would be... Her name was Jessica Lovejoy. Mm-hmm. And she was played by Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep! Yeah. Oh. My bad. In any case... Uh... Bart... Or, uh... In any case... Flanders then has to go get his shovel back from Homer so he can clean up after this dog and finds uh, Lisa with many condiments in her hair and uh, he has the idea to freeze the gum and hit it with a hammer. (laughs) He's like, ah, all I did was mash more gum into the hair. Uh, And then people start popping out of the woodwork. Yep, it's uh, Willie and the Sea Captain. The Sea Captain. And Hibbert. And Sideshow Mel. Sideshow Mel. And Lionel Hutz. Mm-hmm. And Hans? Not Hans Molman. Like, there was another character. Uh, I don't remember Hans. Oh, oh, Groot. Uh, Gooder. 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 Uh, not Groot. <laughs> Gooder. He is Groot. Uh, and also, I have seen this episode many times. And never noticed that my favorite Simpsons character shows up in this scene. I was under the impression that this character was only in one episode. But no, he shows up in 22 short films about Springfield. And that's Handsome Pete! He dances for nickels. He dances for nickels! Dar, you gave him a quarter. He'll be dancing for hours. I love that joke. I don't know why, but it is so funny to me. And out of nowhere, Handsome Pete is in it for like, I don't know, 16 frames? I didn't even notice him. And in my notes, I just have, in all caps, that was Handsome Pete! So... It's the only note I took. <laughs> it, it's That's 100% true. Handsome uh, Pete's in this episode! Everything else we're working on is my notes. Um, and then we get another title card sequence. For Cletus the slack-jawed yokel. Mm. So now it's time for the Simpsons to be racist against poor white people. Yay! I used to sing this song all the time. (laughs) Most folk will never lose a dough when they're against some vocal. Like Cletus the slack-jawed yokel. That's a terrible short story about Noah Holohan. <laughs> but this is one of my favorite jokes. He, he, he gives shoes to his wife. wife, Darlene. She doesn't like them, so he throws them back on the power lines where he found them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and he climbs up there. But he, he climbs up there, and then it's... Hey, you know what? I could call my ma while I'm up here. Hey, ma! Get off the dang roof! Excellent joke. I love it. And now we're a comic book guy. 
Yes, yes. Uh, Actual name. Comic book guy. Huh. <laughs> they officially named him that. So, uh, Millhouse needs to use the bathroom, but in mm-hmm. comic book guy fashion, it's for paying customers only. Uh, so he, like, Millhouse is desperately trying to buy anything. Yes. And uh, first it is a signed picture of Sean Connery, signed by Roger Moore, that is worth $150. I do this joke all the time and never realized it was from The Simpsons. There's something really funny to me of a a celebrity signing a picture of someone else. Yeah. Uh, Usually what I say, I take it another level where I'm like, hey, uh, this is a picture of George Clooney signed by Val Kilmer pretend or or signing Michael Keaton's name. <laughs> I I think that's like super stupid and funny. So to see it here be like, ah, oh, that's where I I got my my comedy influence from. So uh but it's Millhouse desperately needs to use the bathroom and then while comic book guy is bullying him into buying something, uh Mr. Van Houten comes in and yells at Millhouse for buying comic books and <laughs> Doesn't uh, let him pee. Doesn't and says like he's wasting time and they're leaving. Mm-hmm. So off they go, and and that's the whole story for uh, comic book guy. We and, follow Millhouse and Mister Van Houten though. Um, they go to the military antiques, and Snake and Mo are tied up, and then they come in and Millhouse needs to use the bathroom. Yeah. And so Mr. Van Houten's really weird and awkward about it and also gets locked up with a tied up with a ball gag? No, he never actually gets oh, tied up. He's supposed to. He's standing there uh while Snake and uh Wiggum plead through ball gags for him to oh, help no. him. And Mr. Van Houten just talks about how this used to be a pet store. Yeah. Uh so uh N- nice store. Uh, you know, when I was a kid, this used to be a pet store. <laughs> yeah. Right over there against that wall, it was the cutest little... Get in that corner. <laughs> and then, uh, Millhouse returns and accidentally saves the day by hitting the guy with a mace. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, mister. Sorry, mister. Dad, can we get this? Uh, it's so good Uh, Uh, Chief Wiggum escapes we don't actually see Snake escape yeah but Wiggum escapes so we we assume that and then we go to the barber shop yes the barber shop and uh, Lisa is getting a nice pretty haircut mm -hmm. to get the gum out and uh, she comes out and she's feeling really good about herself I finally look like a real person and then Nelson immediately makes fun of her. And Nelson laughs at her, and she hates it. But she does look really good. Yeah. Like, she, it's not something that we see often. Anytime any of the female characters from The Simpsons get their hair did, they look great. <laughs> yes. Because anytime Marge has her hair down, it's very attractive. And this is short film or short stories about what Noah's attracted to a cartoon character. That's right. Marge Simpson with her hair down. Joan of Arc. Lucy Daughter of the Devil. Man. I'm not attracted to any of anybody in any of those cartoons. Don't blame you. Um 
So then Nelson keeps laughing at people, like an old woman falls into the garbage, and then there's a uh, a man driving a VW Beetle or similar mm. car. What looks like the equivalent of a smart car today. Yeah. And then this laughably tall man comes out and, and unfolds himself. And this is another just like huge, iconic, quotable line from The Simpsons. Do you find something comical about my appearance when I'm driving my automobile? Yeah. Everyone needs to drive a vehicle, even the very tall. This was the largest auto that I could afford. Should I, therefore, be made the subject of fun? I guess so. (laughs) Like, there's so many, like, quotable lines from The Simpsons that, like, kind of live on forever. Yeah. You know, that's a paddling. That's paddling. (laughs) Uh, The last three weeks of our wedding planning, I shouted, Willie, here's your Willie, don't care. That's another At least 47 times a day. Uh, and the fact that this episode has two is yeah. kind of big. Uh, and I, I think the uh, the si- the line about the bee is an underrated line. Well, and Nelson, um, I think goodbye student loans. Oh yeah, goodbye I've student heard that loans one multiple times. One. Yeah, and the entire steamed ham sequence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is like peak Simpsons. This is peak Simpsons. Um. So then Lisa rats Nelson out to the very tall man, and then the tall man pulls down Nelson's pants and parades him down the street, and the whole town gets together to mock Nelson. (laughs) This would never fly today if some strange man forced a little boy to walk down the street pantless. Yeah. Uh, And then a little bit of ketchup falls onto uh, uh, Nelson's face. And Bart and Milthouse are up on the overpass. Yeah. Ah, I guess interesting things do happen here. And that's the end of our... No, wait a minute! Professor Frank! (laughs) Professor Frank! And he tries to sing his theme song as we go to credits. Yes! Oh, it's... Oh, it's so good. It is such a good... Good, good story. Um, But I must say this... I count 19 stories, 19 short films. Uh, I, if I if I go through my list here, uh, here are my 19. Apu, Lisa, Burns and Smithers. They, I don't think those are two different stories. Uh, Dr. Nick, Moe, Skinner, Homer, Wiggum, B-Man, Snake. Yeah, I'll, I'll consider Snake his own story. I think I'm stretching here, though. Lovejoy, Flanders, which is really stretching, uh, Cletus the Slackjaw Yokel, comic book guy, kind of, Milhouse, Nelson, Bart as the frame story, Frank, which we don't see, and maybe Abe Simpson? Yeah, like that sub... Like, the only way I can stretch this to 22 is if I include the two other cops? Yeah, like, I'm looking at the Uproxx entry, which is based on Wikipedia, and Wikipedia lists 19 separate scenes. See? Not 22! Not 22! In this episode that included exactly 22 short stories about Noah Houlihan. So, uh, what this actually comes from is there was a movie, or, was it a movie? Uh, yes, uh, the film, 32 short films about Glenn Good. Hmm. Um, and it's a loose, like, you know, a loose parody of Pulp Fiction with the interconnected stories. Okay. 
But I guess that's where they wanted to keep that 32 short films, but they knew they couldn't do 32, so it's 22. Oh. Um, the episode probably ran around 22 minutes or so. Mm. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So it's a reference to a movie I've never heard of. Correct. Okay. I'm less angry now. Wikipedia. That's a story about no way. All right, so here is Wikipedia trying to break it down into 22. This isn't the Simpsons wiki. This is Wikipedia. Okay. Uh, Barton Millhouse, beginning of the frame story. Apu. Uh, the the first sequence with Marge trying to remove the gun from Lisa's hair. Mm-hmm. Lisa going outside and the bees getting her. Boo! I hate this already. This is just... What happened in every minute of the 22 episodes? Smithers, Dr. Nick, Grandpa, Moe, Steamed Hams, Maggie in the Newspaper Box, The Royale with Cheese, Bumblebee Man, uh, Snake running Wiggum over and having the fight at uh, Herman's store. Okay. Lovejoy. Herman is his name. Yes. Uh, Lovejoy. Everyone ganging up on Marge and Lisa to help remove the gum. Cletus, whose wife's name is Brandine, not Darlene. Oh, he has an accent. Yeah. <laughs> I missed it. Uh, comic book guy. Um, using the bath... Millhouse going to Herman's store. Jake cutting the gum out of Lisa's hair. Nelson. The end of the frame story, Professor Frank. Professor Frank. Uh, I disagree with it. I still don't think that's 22. I know, I just I wanted will, to... I will accept the fact that it is a joke I don't understand. Now, to be fair, uh, numerous scenes were cut for time. Uh, last, really? Yeah, last year, um, one of the writers of... Uh, one of the writers of the episode conceded that it never had 22 stories. But there was a Lionel Hutz episode that was cut. Oh, really? I love Lionel Hutz because it's, it's, um, well, was it Phil Hartman? It's Phil Hartman with Lionel Hutz. Yeah, so he's, uh, he's in a jury room and Maude Flanders and Jack, and, uh, Marge's mother, Jacqueline Bouvier, are there. Huh. Jacqueline Bouvier? That's a weird choice to include in this. Yeah, so, like, that's one of the scenes that didn't make it. Hmm. See, that I find very interesting, considering this was going... This is a backdoor pilot. Yes. And I'm to understand that if this got picked up as a pilot, it would be more of this. Yeah. It would be more just stories from Springfield. Like, it's not like one of these people were going to win and we were going to get... You know, the Wiggum story. Yeah. Uh, so, I think Lionel Hutz is a very valuable asset in this. In that it's like, yo, we could do a court story every once in a while. And that is a great way to bring in another character. Like, yes. today Willie's getting sued. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, it's of all the ones to cut, if you really wanted to make this a pilot, that is not the one to cut. Yeah, I apparently... I think you cut Dr. Nick. And apparently all of this came out of, uh, there was a sketch in the episode The Front, where they had, like, the adventures of Ned Flanders. Okay. It was one of those, uh, The Simpsons will occasionally do, at the end of an episode, uh, the episode ran short. 
Yes, yes. I I kind of remember the adventures of Ned Flanders, where uh, I I oh I actually I, I remember it completely. Uh, it's him going up to Rod and Todd, and Rod and Todd refusing to go to church, and Ned is upset, and then he finds out it's Saturday, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> so we have that, and then like, um. They kind of had this idea that it could be a rough anthology s- series, and it makes the argument that, like, you could feature more about Springfield than just the family. Mm-hmm. And do, do you have any more facts before we get into our, our verdicts here? Um, I'm trying to see if there was anything else I found riveting. That was really a lot of what I had. A lot of what I had was contextual. Okay. Because... Um, there's actually an episode hosted by one of my favorite characters. I know I've said that a lot, but everyone knows that Handsome Pete is at the top of my list. Yes. Uh, hosted by Troy McClure, where he sets up three spinoffs for The Simpsons. Right. And it's Wiggum in Miami, and it's him and Ralph uh, like solving crimes. Uh, there's, like, the Simpsons variety show, where it's just, like, them doing sketch comedy, but uh, yeah, the Simpsons... Lisa refused to do it, so it's just some pretty yeah, girl. The Simpson Family Smile Time Variety Hour. Yes, and I forget what the other one was. The Lovematic Grandpa, uh, where Mo oh, yeah. gets dating advice from Abe. Whose ghost is possessing a machine in the bar. <laughs> That's right. Possessing the love machine. Uh, so, you know, the idea of a Simpsons spinoff is something they kind of make fun of in this episode. Yes, it's supposed to be bad. And it is. and it's, yeah. But wonderfully bad. Yeah, it's intentional. Uh, so, what season is that? Uh, that's in season seven. This airs almost exactly a year later in May 97. Huh, that's interesting. So... I don't know. This episode's probably written and being animated by the time... I don't know what what the lineup would be there. Uh, but I think the idea of a Simpsons spinoff is very interesting. Um, I, I don't know if this episode uh, convinces me. Um, so, I'm going to make the argument... Yeah. That they did pursue this show. This show is what The Simpsons has become. I That's kind of where I'm at as well. Because, like, the this show has been on for 30 years now. Kent Brockman has two episodes about him. Yeah, like, I believe that at this point, the show stayed tuned. Quietly. And yeah. slowly overtook it. It's a parasite that overtook its host. Mm-hmm. And Mo has had several episodes that are just about him. Yeah. You know, we've had the entire arc with Maude Flanders passing away, and Ned moving on with Edna Carbapel, and then her passing away. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't think there's any episodes of The Simpsons that The Simpsons don't appear in. And that's what this would be. It would be The Simpsons without The Simpsons. Right. And... I think you they could have done that, but I think just keeping it within The Simpsons is fine. 
Yeah, but I think this is mostly... The Simpsons often appear in episodes tangentially just to make sure they're still there. Yeah. But there's entire episodes where the Simpsons are not main characters. Yeah, they're not part of it. I mean, like in the Ken Brockman episode, one of them, uh, they actually say something like, "If the Simpsons say, all right, but if you're going to stay with us, you have to put your picture on the wall of people who have stayed with us. And there's just this big list of all the characters that for some reason stayed with the Simpsons. What are you going to do? A poo sang a song. Yeah, like, it. they do a really good job in some seasons, in some episodes, of tying the family in. Mm-hmm. But I think the show ultimately could have changed names ten years ago to Springfield. Yeah. And be the same show it currently is. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I, I mean, I don't think there's a need for this show to exist based on what The Simpsons is today. But I will raise this question then. Yes. If a character did get spun off, who should it be? If a character got spun off, who mm-hmm. should it be? Who, who, sh- who should get their own episodes of, the, of their own show? See, I, it would have to be somebody who could leave. Yeah. Um, Who's the Cleveland show of The Simpsons? Troy McClure. Troy McClure would be great. Troy McClure would be amazing. Like, he's someone who can leave. Mm -hmm. So you can kind of do the thing where, like, what's Troy McClure do in Hollywood? Troy McClure in Tales of Hollywood would be pretty good. Uh, Because then you could also have Ramnir Wolfcastle, McBain in it. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's enough going on in Hollywood in the world of The Simpsons. That you could definitely do a show around it. Yeah, and like, I also just, I loved Phil Hartman as Trey McClure. Oh, yeah. Trust his soul. Um, he was just fantastic. Who, which, which one of the short stories from this episode, though, if you had oh. to take one? I'm going with Seymour and the superintendent. Because I, I love Superintendent Chalmers. And he's a, he's like a super underused character, in my opinion. Um... Oh, man. None of these hold up a an entire show. Really? To me. Yeah, like, really none of these hold up an entire show. I, I think a few of them could. I think uh, Wiggum and just, like, crime in, uh, in Springfield could work. Yeah, like the hilariously suburban cop. Yeah, I think a uh, ER drama with Dr. Nick... Is kind of a fun idea for a show. A Cheers-esque, like, Sad Cheers. Sad Cheers? Sad Cheers is a show we should start making right now. I would totally love a show just called Sad Cheers. Norm. Sad, so, like, sad, I guess Mo could do, like, a Sad Cheers kind of, um... When we were originally at one point writing a sitcom about an open mic night, that was Sad Cheers. That was Sad Cheers, um, yeah. Uh, and uh, <laughs> I had one more question. Oh, who is the biggest character missing from this episode? Who is the biggest character missing from this episode? Yeah. Oh man, um, Krusty. Krusty. Well, I guess you could say he's mentioned because of the Krusty Burger, but I think Krusty 
I, I think he's largely missing. Yeah, he could do a, a, a story. Uh, for me, the big one that's missing is Groundkeeper Willie. Yeah. Because I think there's a I mean, lot he's of in that. In he's in that part where they're yelling at her about the gum in her hair. Does he show up? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember him showing up. I remember the sea captain, Otto, Gunter. Yeah, Willie's there. I have Willie. I have Willie in my notes because Willie's oh. one of my favorite characters. All right, well, it's all right. I'm wrong. Ha! Ah. Drat. Snowball. Snowball is missing. Snowball? I don't know how much comedy you can get out of Snowball. A lot. Also, Snowball dies in the first episode. You're thinking of Snowball 2. Simpsons trivia! They're probably in, like, Snowball 8 by now. <laughs> I mean, we're missing a lot of the other kids. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I mean, of the kids, I mean, I guess Martin or Ralph. Yeah, I feel like we should see Ralph. Yeah, Ralph has, is a good source of comedy. Edna Kerbopple. Yeah, Edna Kerbopple's missing, because we don't actually go to the school. Uh... So yeah, those are those are some good ones, um, and just really goes to show the uh, the rich uh, that we could talk about this. Yeah. Like, The Simpsons is unique in mm-hmm. TV for its the the well of characters. The only show I've seen that does as good a job of refining so many of their minor characters is Community mm-hmm. on a much smaller scale. Yeah. Like, here's, here's a perfect example. I know who Arnie Pie is. He's Arnie Pie in the sky. He's the guy who does the traffic report at uh, for Springfield. He's in the helicopter. I don't know the people who tell me my actual traffic. Oh, God, I don't know either. <laughs> phone? Know? My cell phone? <laughs> yeah, like, I, I've listened to traffic reports, but, like... I can't tell you who's on ABC, NBC, CBS, but Arnie Pie in the Sky is on the lookout for Springfield. Uh, there's one person I can tell you does like weather and traffic for one of the radio stations near us, because it's a guy I actually know in real life. I don't listen to his station that often, but it's just my friend. Actually, yeah, I know John Butterworth, who uh, I believe works at the same station. Yeah, and, like, uh, we went know to pe- school with his daughter. Yeah, people we actually know. Um, yeah. Short story about Noel. I know John Butterworth. He's a traffic guy. Laura doesn't name drop. Short story about Laura. <laughs> uh, so I think that's going to do the it. The guy I know was on Broadway once. I think that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, so that brings us to the end of uh, Back to Our Pilot Month next week. Yes, next week. And uh, what will we be doing? Uh, I think the current plan is to attack... Wayward Sisters. Yes, Wayward Sisters. The attempted uh, spinoff of Supernatural. Yes, this one was came suggested by us by someone who I will look up and mention on next week's episode. This episode was uh, suggested by uh, Mr. Jeff Stormer. Of course it was. So, hey Jeff. Hi Jeff. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this. Congratulations on your Kickstarter. Yeah, good job buddy. Uh, by the time this is out, it'll be closed. And if you didn't donate, you missed out on an awesome RPG. But it got funded, so you don't have to, like, cry yourself to sleep. You yes. can still buy it later. Yes, eventually, for a marked-up price. Yeah! Uh, so... Take that! Where can people find us? Uh, they can email us at thestaydoomedshow at gmail.com. 
or on Facebook or Twitter at Stay Doomed. And if you want to talk to me about either Handsome Pete or if you want to start writing a spec script for Sad Cheers, I'm at TV's Noah on Twitter. If you would like justice for Snowball, I'm at Priorities. <laughs> Until next time, stay doomed. <laughs>